The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Uh, That was Robin Ford off of Tiger Walk with Red Lady with Cello. And before that, that was Freedom. I want to tell you about the next guest I have coming on. Actor Bill Allen is standing by. And 30 years ago, Bill Allen starred in a film called Rad. It was a coming-of-age story set against the backdrop of BMX racing. And he's standing by to tell us more about that and what he's up to. Hi, Bill. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. No problem. For some people who are not familiar with the film Rad, could you tell, talk about that? Okay. Uh, Rad came out in 1986, mm-hmm. and it was a love story, a Rocky-esque type love story, I would say, that uh, used BMX as a backdrop. And uh, the main character, who I played, Crew Jones, yes. was a local boy who gets invited or wins the opportunity to race in a world-class BMX uh, extravaganza at the end of the film. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's kind of a theme we've seen a lot, but uh, not many people had seen BMX up until that point, and it used some of the greatest stars of the sport as my stunt people and as uh, action stunt guys in the film. So it kind of introduced the world to BMX. It's it's a great concept. I mean, as you said, there have been other films with a similar, you know, um, style, but BMX was unique. It was unique, and it was early enough in the sport that they were actually able to get the pioneers and the inventors of the sport in a lot of areas to actually participate. What do you think of the fact that extreme sports have really taken off? Uh, I'm deeply involved in extreme sports now, and and it's uh, it's a new frontier out there, and every yeah. month it seems somebody's coming out with a new gadget or a gimmick or a, a way to put themselves out there that nobody has ever done. People are jumping out of airplanes, crazy, and and, and not pulling <laughs> their parachute. You know, <gasps> come on! Oh yeah, they're landing in cardboard boxes. I mean, it's 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 oh, now it's crazy. yeah, it's 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 crazy. So it's it's really pushing individuals to to the extreme and to their limits and mm-hmm. uh i've always been someone who is interested in finding out where my limit was and then pushing past that that's great that's great how had that how did that film change you hmm well it didn't for quite some time because it wasn't a big hit at the box office okay. and uh, i kind of went off and continued acting and and went into music at the time also, so it didn't really up my visibility until years later, it seems, that it really kind of became part of the the fabric of American popular culture. And uh, now, 30 years later, it seems that it's bigger than ever, and I got a new movie, Heroes of Dirt, coming out that's BMX-themed, so it's everything that's old is new again. That's really interesting. How did that uh, the new film come about? 
Well, it came about from a rad fan uh-huh. who grew up and went to film school and started his own production company, a commercial production company. And uh, his name is Eric Bugby and his wife, Jill, mm-hmm. and Kevin Bashore and Bob Massey all wrote this wonderful script about uh, a BMX small town hero. And so, yeah, it was kind of a natural for him to ask me to be a part of it, and I was happy to do that. And it's turned out to, to be a really nice film. That's great. Tell me about the other things you do. I know you're an amateur pilot and a parachutist. Well, I fly uh, powered parachutes, which is basically a three-wheeled cart with a propeller on the back, and the wing is an inflated parachute. So you leave the ground with an inflated parachute, and you can take it up to 13,000 feet and go for two, two, three hours. It's really uh, hair-raising and very exciting and very safe, actually, if you do it under the right conditions. How did you hear about this? I've never even heard of one of these things. Uh... I was uh, a parachutist from my teens mm-hmm. and kind of got out of it. And then I saw a picture of one of these things and I decided, oh, I must have that now. <laughs> so I, I went out and I literally bought one before I ever flew one. And <laughs> oh my gosh, not the greatest idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but I was committed at that point and actually went out and got some great training and got my license and became an instructor for a short period of time. So now it's just something I do on the weekends, and it's just the greatest thrill. It's exactly like strapping on a pair of wings and taking off. That is wild. It's fabulous. Now, does your wife join you in this, or she's like, you're out of your mind? Hardly. I've coached (laughs) her up three or four times, and Mm -hmm. she's always really glad to be back on the ground. My mother, I took her up. uh, She was in her 80s, and I used to take her up in the thing. So it's really... It's a mellow ride. I love it. It's just you're, you're used to having a lot more aluminum around you when you're flying. Right. And so this is bugs in the teeth and wind in the hair. Right. Good for your mom. I love it. She loved it. It always amazes me how people in their 80s are out there doing things like that. Why yeah. not? They're totally fearless. Yeah, why not? <laughs> At that point, what have you got to lose? Right. So, right. Yeah, she was, she was a gamer. And you're also a musician. How long have you been playing uh, in a blues band? Oh, well, I've been playing uh, off and on in in blues bands for 25 years or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend of mine, John Lee Hancock, who directed Blindside and Saving Mr. Bank. Uh, I was in a theater company with him and Brandon Lee and my brother, and we uh, put on a play about a blues band, and the blues band continued after the play closed and Lou Diamond Phillips became a part of it, and we eventually traveled the country and toured with Billy Ray Cyrus. Remember him? Yes, I do. And, <laughs> and uh, had a really great time with it, but my latest endeavor, uh, I had a, a Texas uh, guitar legend who is a friend of mine, Bugs Henderson, passed away a couple years ago. So oh, a bunch of, friend of mine, mm-hmm. friends of mine, uh, Steve Lukather from Toto, uh, um, Orianti from Michael Jackson's oh, band, uh, you know, some really fantastic players. Uh, Vivian Campbell from Whitesnake came and did a tribute CD for Bugs, and I produced that and, and play on that. Oh, that's it's called great. The King of Clubs. King and uh, you find that on, on Amazon. Sorry for the plug, but I'm really No, no, it's okay. The King of Clubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so uh, we talked offline, but, you know, especially acting, you go through these funks, major funks, ups and downs. How do you, you know, deal with all that? And if you have advice for people that are going through any kind of personal career funk? Well, 
Uh, I see a lot of this, and I've experienced a lot of this. So, number one, you have to have money coming in. You've got to have short-term plans that will get you rent and food. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's always good to have long-term plans. What do you want out of the career? and What's your specific goals? And that makes it easier to, to shoot for. So somebody said to me, if you're not writing down your goals, then you don't have any. So yes. it's about being specific going for what you want, but but eating at the same time. Right, right. And probably being realistic. That's very important. You know, if my aunt wanted to be the center on the Lakers, I would probably <laughs> encourage her to play more basketball but lower her sights a little bit. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, are there things you would like to do? you have a bucket list of things you'd like to do? Uh, yeah, I'm involved in getting a couple more movies out, uh, extreme sports related, mm-hmm. and uh, one that uh, I wrote with Lou Diamond Phillips about uh, our good friend Brandon Lee. So they're mostly career oriented. I've got a lovely wife and, and a lovely home, so I'm I'm very fortunate. But there are some things I still want to do in my career. That's great. I love the story. I posted this on my blog, by the way, uh, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org, about how you got your SAG card. I got mine through a funny voiceover project. But could you talk about how you got your SAG card? My goodness. In 1981, probably, uh, my cousin, who I'd never met before, and much older than I, didn't even know I existed, put this small movie together. Actually, mm-hmm. he got a $10 million budget. Wow. And so we went to Kentucky. I got the lead role in this thing and was starring off against, opposite uh, Jose Ferrer and Tab Hunter and Juanita Moore and some wonderful character actors. Mm-hmm. And uh, a young George Clooney uh, came on Hi. board and was with us for six months while we shot that film. And so that was my entree into show business where I got my SAG card and a few dollars and it allowed me to eventually move out to Los Angeles in probably 83. That's great. I love that uh-huh. story. It's, it's a tough road to try to get your SAG card for sure sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes people get lucky. Yeah, and it's different now. Uh, it's easier to become a SAG member through uh, the SAG Extra uh, uh, Guild. Yes. So there's there's back doorways in. Right. Um, have you, now, I had talked about this earlier, your bucket list, but are there things that you would uh, recommend for people as far as advice for building their career along the way, acting, things like that? Well, uh, it's always important to keep your hand in it somehow, whether you're studying. I mean, I, I was taking uh, classes at the uh, Second City recently mm-hmm. and or producing small films, which is much easier these days, obviously, somehow keeping your hand in it, uh, keeping your chops up somehow, whether you have to pay for it or actually produce your own things, that's that's always the best if you can write and produce your own thing. Right. While having these larger goals, whatever they may be, I want to be a Broadway actor, I want to be on a sitcom, I want to do, you know, so finding out what you actually want is is a lot better than going hey i'm an actor well okay there's a lot of different things you can do with that what what do you want out of it right and you really do have to work it and you can't i don't i don't think you can just focus on one specific aspect originally i wanted to just do voiceover but you have to be really well-rounded it's smart you know obviously i know people have done well in in specific areas but you know one of the great voice over actors out there right now is my buddy Miguel Ferrer from the and they're off days who's now on 
NCIS. But every other movie trailer is in a world, and that's that's mostly Miguel doing that. Oh, it is. Wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's um, I, I again, I think you have to be realistic. What you can do, what you cannot do, and then um, as as one of the um, I t- taken some workshops at the Sac Conservatory, and they said, you know, have a full life. You, you people can tell when you come in and you're desperate or you really want something. Sure, you you need to be really well rounded and be happy. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's it's important, and it's it's so cliche out here to be uh, an unemployed actor or or a disheartened writer mm-hmm. and that's just that's boring to everybody and yeah what you said about people can smell desperation a mile away and I've, I've been on the other side of the desk a couple of times for small projects that i tried to cast and soon you realize you want to work with people that are easy to work with right and aren't so obsequious and, and are just happy to be in the room, you know. Yes. So it's a delicate balance, and it happens at every level. Right. It, it's funny. Um, again, I was at the SAG Conservatory, and they some people talked about when you're done with your audition, you just have to let it go because there's so many times originally I'd be like, oh, I should have done this, and I should have done that, and I should have asked for another take. You know, it's just like, just let it go. Yeah, it's really important. <laughs> and, and if you're not auditioning a lot, it's easy to get caught up in that. Right. But, but yeah, all you can do is the best and move on and know it's nothing personal. And uh, a lot of these smaller roles end up going out as favors. The producer's nephew, the casting director's right. uh, right-hand guy. You know, so a lot of those small roles are, are very uh, easy to lose just on political things, and it only gets worse as you move up. So. Yes. Um, yeah, again, my advice is be a self-starter and try to get your own projects going. No, I think it's great advice. I mean, between web series and other things that are going on, mm-hmm. just kind of network with other actors, join improv groups. All these things. Mm-hmm. Where can people find out more information about you? Mm. Actually, they could find out all the information they would ever want to know about me from my book. It's called My Rad Career, and you can go to MyRadCareer.com. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that'll give you links to my personal website and uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff that not a lot of fans know about and, and would be pretty excited to learn. So I wrote the book for fans, but it's also a wider-ranging look at my career, and, and I drop a lot of stupid names that people would recognize. <laughs> That's okay. Uh-huh. I love how things have come full circle between the BMX movie you know, all the different things. It's like, you know, you just got to keep going and you don't necessarily drop the things you've done earlier. They kind of come back around. Yeah. Why would you let go something that you love so much and would do for free anyway? Right. Well, you can become overly frustrated and, and don't have your expectations met. But, you know, I did some military training with Dale Dye, who trained the troops for Saving Private Ryan and all of Oliver Stone's movies, and he he was and is an actual Marine and a, a leader of men. And uh, we stayed in contact after Born on the Fourth of July, which is where I worked with him. And I wrote him years later, going, "Hey, man, if you need any help, you know, I, I'm looking for a job and and uh, whatever you need." And he just wrote me back. He's like, "Oh, you're you're swimming in circles. I get That's it. Great. You'll 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 be fine. Just right. keep at it. That's you know." And he didn't give me a, a clear path. He just said. You'll be fine. You know, just get over it and keep going. 
And that was very heartening for me. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody's actually shooting at me. I've got a roof over my head. I can do this. Yes. I can make it through these lean times. And thank God I did. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God I did. And my life is so rich now because I decided, hey, there's still life left in me, and I still have uh, ideas, and I, I still want to be a part of the scene. So it, it's been lovely the way that's, things have kind of opened up. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for joining us this morning. I had a great time. Thank you, Janine. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was actor Bill Allen joining us uh, to talk about his career and the film he was in originally called Rad. If you want to find out more about that and his latest film coming up called Heroes of Dirt, it is on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And uh, coming up in about 10 minutes is Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. (laughs) 